Welcome to Is Mayonnaise a Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with someone who always fails his voting test. Josh Hemo. Cool. So again, this podcast is about watching SpongeBob episodes from beginning to end. That's the beginning of the season to the newest season. And looking at them for life lessons. These life lessons hopefully will teach us more about ourselves. We'll get really existential and stuff. Also, we can just have some fun watching some SpongeBob. A little bit of both. Yeah, a little bit of both. Before we get uh, started into today's episode, I just want to thank you all for listening. We've been slowly getting more subscribers, and I'm just like super pumped about it. One thing we do want to stress for everyone, we really want to stress it, is please reach out to us, shoot us texts, send us uh, emails through our website, ismayonnaisepodcast.com. Share it with your friends. We have a Twitter. It's at is Mayo a podcast? We also have an Instagram, which I'll put in the descriptions and other little thingies. Also on our Facebook. If you just look up Is Mayonnaise a podcast, you should be able to find it. You can Google it. You should be able to find it. Um, yeah. But other than that, thank you for listening. I've been hearing lots of great things. No, just again, reach out, give us feedback, anything constructive. Like it could be like, oh, like you guys could do this better or. Say something that you liked. That way we know what we're doing is the right thing. Exactly. I definitely enjoy people saying, like, I like this part. I loved it when you said this. Um, even debate. I want us I want us to yeah. build a little community where you can write like um you can write things or you can even post on our Facebook page, like I agree with this, I disagree with that, or you guys missed this, because there's so much stuff. Like I can tell you that I rewatch certain episodes and there's a lot of stuff after after the fact where I'm like, why didn't not why come we didn't talk about this? Because it's just there's just so much to unpack in SpongeBob. Yeah. But just jo- join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah, definitely. Today we're looking at season one, episode four. The two acts that we have to look at are naughty nautical neighbors. Say that three times fast. And boating school. So let's get into it. <laughs> All right, so Act 1, Naughty Nautical Neighbors, which is a mouthful to say, but I will keep practicing on my on my downtime. We actually, we start out with Squidward, and it's like this nice little beach scene, and it turns out that it's Squidward's souffle. And, you know, pretty culinary talented Squidward. Um, he is going to sit down and enjoy his souffle. He gets all dressed up and prettied up. And then just as he's about to dig in, SpongeBob and Patrick are outside, you know, up to their usual antics, but this time they're sending messages in bubbles. Squidward gets up, he gets upset, he goes to the window, and he's like, you know, I'm tired of this, I don't like this, I'm going to send some bubbles of my own. And he sends his own little bubbles that have messages in them, and they're not very nice messages, so SpongeBob and Patrick get into a bit of an argument, and Squidward goes outside to watch the chaos that he's created, and as he watches, and like, you know, SpongeBob and Patrick are fighting, he ends up choking on a fork, and Patrick saves his life, you know, doing the right thing. And then Squidward makes the mistake of like, well, not the mistake of thanking him, but he tells him thank you. And then he makes the mistake of calling him friend. And Patrick, desperate for some friendship, is like, oh, sweet, we're best buds. He goes with Squidward and they're like, oh, cool, I'm going to get a nice clarinet concert. He falls asleep. Squidward's like, I don't want this 
like passed out guy on my couch. So he decides <laughs> to grab Patrick and drag him out of this house and picks up his back. SpongeBob, seeing this, goes and saves the day by headbutting Squidward's back, fixing his back, and then Squidward makes the same mistake, calls SpongeBob a friend, and then now he's all like desperate for friendship. And this ends up causing a feud between SpongeBob and Patrick. Things get a little bit out of hand, and Squidward's like, I gotta fix this. I created, you know, a worse situation for myself. Invites him to a fake dinner. Things get a little bit heated, but you know, SpongeBob and Patrick work things out. Um, so what are your thoughts about this episode, uh, Josh? How do you, how have you how do you feel about it? Um, or at least this act. I think it was good. Um, I thought it was a. what I found interesting is those insults he would or Squidward was slinging at um, Patrick and SpongeBob. Oh yeah, this My, this whole episode is full of roasts. There's yeah. there's the what boating school has one, but also there's some some mean words exchanged. Yeah, but it's like like out of the blue, like Squidward is able to like come up with these insults. I think he learned from Plankton insulting him. In the last episode, yeah, he was like, "I gotta, I like, uh, gotta up my game." Yeah, he's like, "Oh wow, <laughs> an emotional abuse." I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you, Josh. I do not like the storyline too much of this episode yeah. of this uh, act. Hmm. I thought it was a little, a little, little light on, on really like deep lessons. Yeah. Um, but I, there's a lot of really great moments that. That are just classic SpongeBob moments. For me, another thing that bugged me was Squidward souffle. Mm-hmm. I watch a lot of MasterChef Junior, so obviously I'm a culinary expert. That's all you need. But I don't think that looks like a souffle. The yeah. all the souffles I Googled after watching the episode, I was like, those don't look the same. So I think Squidward is trying to like pass things off, which I understand. Maybe I'm, he has to change things, but I'm impressed by Squidward though. Like he has these hobbies like painting, playing the clarinet and cooking that arguably he's like not the best at, but he acts so confident about all of them. Like he made that souffle souffle and he's like, this is the best thing ever. Even got all I dressed just, up for it. I just like, like how he got dressed up. I think uh his little his toupee, <laughs> his I guess dinner jacket is the best way to call it. I was I was just like I don't think that's a souffle. I was like you're not gonna fool no. me, Squidward. Like you may think you're fancy, but that looks like a cake. Looks like a bunt cake. It's like I don't know what that else that could be. <laughs> Why is there like weird liquid pouring out of it? Yeah, exactly. I was like that, that's not a tres leches cake. It should be a souffle, and I don't think souffles are wet like that. But I mean, he's underwater, so I don't know what kind of kitchen situation he's got set up. Yeah. SpongeBob had like pretty solid facial expressions throughout this episode like when the the bubbles are getting exchanged back and forth like when he starts getting insulted his face is just like very expressionate i was very like impressed with that again yeah all the the facial the facial expressions that they drew for him Mm -hmm. and that he has like they're really great i'm definitely um if you guys are going to look at the instagram for for this episode i'm going to use one of them because i there's one of them i was like this one's funny I'm surprised it hasn't been memed yet or or gotten into the inter the internet. But Same. also, um one thing I noticed about Squidward was his kiss the squid apron. Which I, I think <laughs> that should be a that should be a product, I think. Uh yeah. if Nickelodeon is, you know, listening to our podcast. They're doing it so they can get us on copyright. Make a make a kiss. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're just waiting to to, to sue us. Let's um, see. I, last, I wrote... let's take a moment 
to uh, acknowledge him choking on a fork because there are actually oh, yes. sea animals that choke on human debris all the time. So. Exactly. But what grosses me out is just his Adam's apple like smacking oh, yeah. against the fork. And this is really uncomfortable. It's that it very time. uncomfortable to watch. It like makes me like grab my own throat and I'm like, oh, it's so gross. It's like it's so gross. Also, Patrick, when he saves his life, he's like, I should wash my hands. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well. Just kidding. Which, I mean, in an emergency situation, you got to make tough calls that way. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Maybe maybe holding him up for a lawsuit, possible lawsuit, you know. I want to take a moment to look at Patrick's, no, at Squidward's insult to Patrick. So when Squidward insults Patrick using the bubble, he says, Patrick, you are the dumbest idiot it has ever been my misfortune to know, which that's Obviously, Squidward's actual impression of Patrick. But, you know, in classic SpongeBob, karma, irony, whatever the proper literary term is, you know, Patrick's the one that saves his life. Mm -hmm. And SpongeBob, all he does is fix his back. But Patrick's the one that, like, came in clutch. legit saves his life. Yeah, exactly. Because Squidward was down for the count. It's cool to actually see again in this episode with Squidward, um, karma, like... That's a, just like a really consistent thing with Squidward. Like he makes an act out of himself. Squidward act of the week, which is like this entire that exactly. entire beginning of the episode, and it comes back to bite him every single time. It's like, mm. why don't you learn? Just he be a good person. He doesn't learn, and karma is like a huge thing in SpongeBob. But I think, especially for Squidward. Well, it's like that's how Squidward. Squidward's character development is, or that's how we get the lessons from Squidward is through karma. It's very interesting. That's like his character. Mm-hmm. Um, go to one small lesson that I saw that SpongeBob was being well that Patrick kind of exemplified was don't eat bubble soap. Yeah, don't don't do that. If there's any young children listening, what are you doing? But also, don't don't eat bubble soap. Yeah, that stuff's not good for you. Don't be Patrick. I'm gonna just throw out a couple another another small lessons. Squidward, um, lift with your legs. Yeah, don't lift with your back. <laughs> Patrick's a thick, a thick person. Thick boy. You got thick thighs. <laughs> you need to lift with your with your legs, not with your back. Mm-hmm. Um, SpongeBob, don't sniff your mail. Anthrax is still a thing. Be careful. Don't break instruments. I'm telling you, there's a lot of little things, like not a lot yeah, of yeah, a lot of tiny things. Substance. I don't. I don't think as much substance as we've seen in the last couple episodes. Uh, like the so the substance I got, like the lesson. For this episode, like I got like maybe one and a half. Don't try to make people jealous. Like I think that's what like Squidward or Patrick mm-hmm. and SpongeBob are trying to do in order to like get back at each other. Yeah, but that just makes a really toxic situation for anyone in general. Like you trying to use another friend to make another friend jealous or something. Like don't do that. Yeah, that's such high school bullshit. Yeah, it is, and like even people adults do that, and it's not. It's not worth it. It's definitely not worth it. I also really feel for SpongeBob. I think he needs to branch out his friend group a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, you have that classic, the gang's all here. <laughs> and I understand that not all your friends are going to be best friends, but I think you should have, try to reach out. I try to get make multiple friends. So that way when situations like this happen, you can have another friend to confide in. Well, that's the thing. Like, we all have friends who are willing to listen. It's just a matter of, like, understanding that or reaching out to them. 
That's hundred percent. He could have gone hung out with um Sandy or you know SpongeBob's a pretty popular dude. He probably could have found anyone else. I mean, maybe he's not on the best terms with like Larry the Lobster, but you know he could hang out with Larry the Lobster, or he could you know spend some me time instead of just staying inside his house. I mean, he goes out and gives Gary a walk. I'm yeah. sure that takes a while because he's a snail. Oh, like, one thing: be careful laughing at other people's misfortunes, especially when you're eating. People die eating, guys. We need to take take a moment. Again, I also learned probably learned this from Master Chef Junior, but it's good to see it in SpongeBob as well. Take a moment to enjoy your food. Squidward had it right in the beginning. He was gonna sit down, you know, to himself, private moment, eat a nice, delicious meal, and then he decides, like, you know what, I'm gonna have dinner and a show, and it screws him over because he's not paying attention to the food that. He painstakingly cooked. Remember, he said this is the best souffle. I think you should savor that, you know? Yeah. Take your time. If We eat too fast. Enjoy it. Enjoy the moment. Well, especially, I know, I'm guilty of that. Just, like, because of work. Like, you gotta eat. You got, like, 15 minutes to eat if you want to mm-hmm. enjoy, like, a half-hour break. But even, like, not work, I'm always like, okay, cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat, watch some Westworld, and then suddenly, you know, the intro's done, and I'm done with all my food. But, I, I, yeah, I think that's still, like, a, a habit. A learned habit, you know, mm-hmm. because of having to eat between, like, even college, like, in between classes, you don't got much time. Exactly. I think it's also, uh, I heard a rumor that's a sibling thing, too. If you have siblings, you eat faster. I, like, Survival because... of the fittest. Exactly. You know, I mean, it happened with my, <laughs> my parents. Like, with my dad, he was just like, yeah, if I didn't get home and eat food, my brother ate the food first. I definitely understand that. I don't think... My brother and I were like that, but they say instinctually that you eat a little quicker because, you know, it's well, an evolution. Just touching your food. Exactly. You yeah. don't want other people to eat. <laughs> and the other, other little lesson that I got was, like, friends fight. Everyone fights. There's always mm-hmm. going to be people fighting, like, people mm-hmm. disagree. And, I mean, in this case, it wasn't exactly SpongeBob and Patrick's fault. But, I mean, they kind of their fault for not realizing that Squidward was, it was a Squidward's voice instead of yeah. their friends. Friendships are repairable. You know, just take the time to, like, if you want to make a friendship work and something happened, take the time to talk to someone. That's all it takes. Mm-hmm. At the very end of the episode, you know, SpongeBob and Patrick, like, Patrick's like, oh, he's probably just jealous. And you after know, they've blown up his house. After they've blown up his house. <laughs> they did blow up his house, Josh. But again, what I commend SpongeBob for all the time is whenever he messes up, he apologizes and then he offers to fix things. Because as soon as that house is blown up, he's just like, oh, you don't want us to stay and, like, help you fix stuff? Yeah. And Squidward's like, no. He was, like, already expecting to stay and do it. When Squidward's trying to kick him out, he's like, oh, wait, I'm I'm supposed to stay and help you. He's like, you're a good, good person. Also, Squidward, you know, I like to consider myself a pretty decent host. I don't have a lot of money to host people very often. But when I do host people, you got to plan to have more. I'm assuming that's seltzer. Squidward seems like a seltzer type. Maybe it's LaCroix in there. LaCroix. Everyone says LaCroix. It's actually LaCroix. Look it up. It's gross I'm either way. Saying. doesn't matter. It, 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 is, <laughs> it is not the best. It is not the best. Uh, um, sorry for all our listeners that are. It's just the honest truth. Just own up to it. <laughs> be, be, it is what it is. Yeah. That's what I will say. First of all, it gets them wasted on the seltzer. And then they become all bloated, which is another small lesson. Careful when you drink a lot of carbonated beverages, they'll make you bloated. And he's like, he leaves them there. You leave your house guests. You don't leave your house guests there. Maybe make it into a trip. I mean, in New York, it's like, oh, let's go down to the bodega and have some fun. These are like relatively new people to Squidward's home. 
you shouldn't leave them there. Like leaving your friends at your house is like something that you like know You're this person for, for a, disaster, like, a year though. But you've like known people for a while yeah. or again, you've known them for a while. You don't just abandon your house guests in the middle of a quote unquote dinner party, even no, though it's, it's not like, really a dinner party. I know it's just like him trying to set up the him them trying to talk again. Like he could mm-hmm. just gone in the other room. And then also one thing is when he comes back, he takes out his keys, but the door's unlocked anyways. Unsafe. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's unsafe to leave your guests like that without a contingency plan. They're not like strangers, but still, like he knows that they get into semantics, mm-hmm. and his house blew up. Poor Squibbard. He must have like a lot of like pray a lot for insurance. His poor house uh, gets like. Oh uh, yeah, I hope he does have insurance. Up. He needs yeah. it. I don't think you can get an Easter Island head that quickly. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like it's not like a rock. You can't just <laughs> find a rock. Just imagine the whole part where like you go to take a shower or a bath and random neighbor friend <laughs> is just there naked in your bath. Like I'm ready. I ran the bath for you. That's exa- like, like <laughs> I, I can't believe I forgot about that. It's just the, that whole moment plays out like such a soap opera where mm-hmm. it's just like, <gasps> you're in the bath to- with rubber bath toys. <laughs> like it's like a, a cheating spouse in a sick in like a sitcom or any type of like drama or anything. He's just like, <gasps> How dare you? My best friend. My, and my best ex friend. best friend. <laughs> ex best friend. <laughs> and, and then rubber bath toys. <laughs> oh, okay. So just with Squidward, he says something that I, I wanted to point out before we move on to the next one. Is he says, Well, Squidward, what did we learn today? And it's proof that Squidward does have an idea that maybe he has a pattern yeah. of of behavior that isn't very helpful for him he's starting to learn that karma is teaching him a lesson in some way exactly karma is teaching him a lesson and maybe he needs to listen to the podcast and we can learn from his own uh experiences maybe a house wouldn't blow up maybe a door wouldn't fall on him yeah all these Uh terrible things he needs to get his his back checked you go to a chiropractor i've been going to a chiropractor and like it's a world of difference if you haven't gone and you have back problems like do it because it makes it does make a world of difference. I need I need to do that. Yeah. Life advice. Yeah. Other than that, like I don't know, it was a little little light on the lessons in this in this one. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them were a little were tiny ones, but I think the the bigger one from this this little episode was just you know don't don't fuck with something else just because they have it better than you for a little bit. Yep. Stay out of other people's drama. All right, so this week we're going to try to do a little similar to what we did last week and uh, read some reviews that we got. Um, normally, this would be a spot for ads or like shout-outs or a special segment. Again, if you interact with us more, this would be more likely that we would do shout-outs here for you or bring up discussions that we've had. Oh, yeah. Also, I think in the future we're going to have some segments, so be on the lookout for that. But we need more interaction in order to have these other little things thrown into the episode. Don't be scared. We don't bite. We don't bite. We can't. We're too far from you. All right. So our first review that I'm going to read out today comes from OMG Geb. Is that what it is? I No, I think it's, oh my God, like two Gs, like, oh my oh, God, okay. and then EB, because I think I know who this is, so okay. I believe I know who this is. All right. Well, I'm sorry for destroying your name. <laughs> I'm a fool. Anyways. <laughs> You're a horrible uh, person, Josh. <laughs> 
title of the review is, I thought it was a podcast about actual mayonnaise. Pleasantly surprised it's not about mayo, but a Spongebob podcast put together not exactly articulately, but still fabulously done. A must-listen, even if you're a Squidward-type character. Three thumbs up. Thank you. It's pretty solid. I, I like that. I, I think it has some constructive criticism in there, mm-hmm. and hopefully we're getting more articulate as time goes on. But other than that, I'm, I'm glad for the five stars. Yeah, thank you for the five thank stars. Thank you. All right, the next review says Amazing Nostalgia, and it's from Allison Kane. And it says, I haven't watched SpongeBob in years. But this podcast makes me extremely nostalgic, and I really want to watch it again from an adult perspective. Awesome work so far, guys. Keep it up. And then uh, an okay emoji and a smiley emoji, which I good emoji use. I think there should be more emojis in our reviews. And thank you. Hopefully you're watching along, Allison. I recommend when we, if you guys do watch along, we'll all watch and then listen along. I think you should watch the episode after we've, release the podcast um josh may differ on that opinion but no, I, I think i think that's a good good idea because he yeah, cause, makes you mindful of yeah, it what makes to listen for super mindful about what to listen for and also you can hopefully appreciate the little moments that we caught that you might have not caught for the first pass or you can watch it before and then listen to the podcast and then watch it after but you know i don't know how much time you have on your hands you do you boo yeah you do your life <laughs> or don't watch it at all I have a friend who actually reached out to me recently. Um, her name was Chelsea. She said I could use her name. And she was like, I didn't really watch SpongeBob when I was younger, but now I want to watch it. So, see, this is a podcast for everyone. Yeah. Again, thank you for the reviews. We appreciate it. Um, keep them rolling. And if you got comments, like go ahead and leave those comments on our Facebook or our Twitter. Share or with your friends. Share with your friends. Leave some reviews, and we'll do, try to do more shout-outs. Now, on Act 2. All right, let's move on to Act 2. So, Act 2, it's titled Boating School. First thing we see is SpongeBob waking up in the morning. He gets launched out of bed and lands into a giant calendar. Like, when I mean giant, I mean it was huge. And it was the day of his um, boating school exam. So, he gets on his little unicycle, starts driving around. He talks to Squidward about it, drives off to Mrs. Puff's boating school. This is the first time we actually get to see Mrs. Puff and her boating school. New character. Very exciting. And we can tell right away that SpongeBob does not have a good history with boating school. Some guy walks over to him. He's like, I just got my license. And SpongeBob's like, I'm about to go get mine too. And the guy's like, not going to happen. So it's pretty clear that like it's well known that SpongeBob is not very good at this. I mean, even Mrs. Puff sees him walking up and she's like, oh God, here we go. Looking out the window, <laughs> yeah. all stressed out. Anyways, so he takes the oral exam, passes it since he's done it 37 times previously. 38. 38. And <laughs> Mrs. Puff gets in the car. Tells him to get in the car, and you can already tell that he starts panicking. He's like, you want me to get in the boat? That boat? She's like, yes, SpongeBob, get in the boat. And it just goes downhill from there. He gets in the boat. He freaks out, floors it into past a um, stadium full of fish, which I'm curious why they were there in the first place, and crashes into a lighthouse, which then falls on top of those fish. And that's when we get Mrs. Puff's famous line, why, SpongeBob? Why? <laughs> we also have my leg. That's the first time we hear that in the series, which is pretty oh, solid. Yeah. Of course, SpongeBob fails his exam, goes back home, pouting in bed. His best friend, ever ever loyal Patrick, radios him. He's like, 
have a surprise for you, SpongeBob. <laughs> Come to your closet. <laughs> just like, just creepy. That's a little creepy, but whatever. So SpongeBob descends into his giant study, which is also weird that he has in this pineapple. Like, you get in. How big is his house? Anyways, mm-hmm. goes into the closet, and there's Patrick wearing his pants. And he's like, Squid, where are Sp- our Patrick square pants? I'm like, solid. All right. <laughs> <laughs> But they concoct this plan that um, Patrick will help SpongeBob pass the voting exam by putting this, uh, putting the radio inside SpongeBob's head, and he can help coach SpongeBob on how to drive. And the way they hide the antenna is putting this uh, big cowboy, like ten gallon hat, on top of him. Um, anyway, so SpongeBob the next day goes to go take the test again. Lo and behold, he does really, really well with Patrick coaching him. Um, it isn't until they get towards the finish line when Mrs. Puff starts saying, oh, you know, it's so amazing that you're doing so well. And it's, you know, it's almost like there's someone miles away feeding you all this information. And then she's like, you know, but that would be cheating. And it clicks in SpongeBob's head that he is actually cheating. He freaks out, doesn't make it to the finish line, swerves, goes crazy starts crying, begs for forgiveness, and smashes into the lighthouse again. We get the famous, we get Mrs. Puff's line, and we also get another My Leg, so it's pretty <laughs> solid. So he leaves the boating school. Gary, his ever, ever faithful pet, has his unicycle ready to go, and they drive off saying, let's go surprise someone in the hospital since Mrs. Puff has now had to go to the hospital twice. <laughs> I like Mrs. Puff as a character. Like I relate somewhat to her pessimistic like oh my god here i go again i have to do this again (laughs) (laughs) where i have to deal with this yeah the the ever the woe (laughs) the woe no i I definitely love that dude where he's just like woohoo i got my license Mm -hmm. and he's like he's like hey i just got my license and he's like hey i'm getting mine next and he's like hey i doubt it and he just runs (laughs) off that one moment i think is what makes our generation so King sassy because from a very early 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 life we were just watching people get roasted roasted just getting exposed we also get to see spongebob again very talented person riding a unicycle like yeah that that takes skill and it's a pretty tall unicycle too yeah i think i think the taller the unicycle it's supposed to be more difficult because you're yeah. farther from the ground yeah that's pure speculation also uh just in case anyone is really concerned about it um if you have a boating test that you need to take, here are the answers. Bow, stern, starboard, port, skipper, deck, cabin, galley, keel, 1924. I still have no idea what 1924 refers to as far as boating history. Um, I know for a fact that we have a listener that has a boating license in a certain state because I took a boating test with her. Um, little fun fact, I've taken a boating test. It was... Did you fail it too? Yeah, I did not do well. Um, I didn't even get to the actual boating part. Nice. I'm a little salty about it. Super achiever. You're a super achiever. I, I, I like to be. You know, SpongeBob <laughs> is a super achiever. I like to try to be. Also, in SpongeBob, right when he shows up, you see a boat flying through the air, which you find out later in the episode that that's a possible thing. But it's like super weird that it just happens in the background. It's just like he's not even on the road. Who just whatever casual. fish is driving, it's just like <laughs> right through the air. Something to look for if you watch it. Also, the test is kind of crazy when he actually is doing well. I don't know if he's just showing off, popping willies, like doing all this other crazy stuff. And Mrs. Mm-hmm. Puff just like relaxing. She's like, this is cool. Yeah, you're doing great on this test. So I don't really know what goes into a boating test. That's a super comprehensive test. I think that Bikini Bottom is probably one of the safest places to boat. 
Yeah. If you're a, a boat driver. We see again, we see the weird intelligence of Patrick. If he's able to like coach SpongeBob into like acing this test, like Patrick must be a pretty solid driver. We never see him really drive ever. Um, at least not that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. So it's like, where did he pick up these skills? No, it's like in the, the radio in the head thing, that's pretty smart too. I think in this moment, Patrick has just invented and I'm telling you, like Sandy invented vaping. I think Patrick just invented Siri. Siri? Like, yes. Patrick is Siri. Like, he, yeah, the AI isn't there, but he said, oh, don't worry. I have, I'll have. i do all the thinking for you. That's what Siri is. It's mm-hmm. all the thinking for you. Siri, it's, Alexa. it's being able to say, hey, Siri, hey, Alexa, what the hell happened in 1924 that's so important to boating culture? Let me know. And then Siri will go, I don't know. Should we find out? Let's find out. Um, <laughs> more people need to watch Spongebob learn different inventions mm-hmm. Spongebob's already thought of it yeah this is also the, the second time or like second time in a row that we see like Spongebob being the guinea pig of some sort of like science like the first one was like plankton plugging in the mind control into his brain and now it's um Patrick putting the radio in his head so Spongebob always pushing boundaries yeah try new things exactly go try go try new things don't let the laws of physics get get in your way. Get in your way. Yeah. I also like the lucky underwear. That was pretty solid. I don't personally have a lucky pair of underwear, but there's definitely underwear that I enjoy more. I just have emotional connection to some of my pairs. Not yeah. even that. I think having <laughs> it's just like I see in culture you see it more with women where it's like, Oh, you have a sexy pair of underwear on, you can take the world on. You know? And I feel like I think men can tap into that a little bit. Not that we need the confidence at all, but because I definitely think there's too much male ego in the world. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> Having a nice pair of underwear, new, good fit, comfortable, maybe fancy. If Me Undies wants to sponsor us, that'd be great. Shout out. This would be perfect for that. But anyways, having good underwear actually does make a difference. It makes yeah, a difference no, for me, at least. It's true. It's like that's a little lesson. It's one of the things is like it's easy to go to like Walmart or Target and pick up like a five pack of cheap underwear. Mm-hmm. When you actually buy like quality underwear, you notice the difference. You do notice the difference. And, so and treat like, yourself. It's worth it. Treat yourself to a nice pair of underwear. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't break, don't break the bank. No, you don't have but, to. You know, nice but pair of underwear. It's also, it's important to have those kind of superstitions. I don't know. It just makes you feel better and more confident. It's like he has his lucky pair of underwear. And I know people that like, watch football and have a lucky jersey and stuff. It's like having those little traditions or having those little um, habits. It's like there's nothing wrong with that. And in fact, it could like make you happier. So it's okay. Mm -hmm. Embrace that. The biggest thing that I saw in this episode was the combination of overconfidence. So SpongeBob in the beginning, he's like super, super confident that he's going to get this thing. But as we've seen before with SpongeBob in the very first episode, just because you're really confident doesn't mean you don't kind of get anxiety or kind of afraid. And again, Patrick swooped in to help out this time too, just like he did in the beginning. He helped him out with like a strategy to do it, and maybe it wasn't the best one. But the the problem that really SpongeBob runs into is like th- he gets overwhelmed. I think pretty easily he does have like anxiety is a really good thing to like bring up because that's what I wrote down is like you can clearly see that he has a ton of anxiety and he kind of hides from it until he's stuck in this situation. Like he didn't really show the anxiety in the first episode until he showed up at the Krusty Krab and he's like when it's at the front door he's like I can't do it mm-hmm. and this one it wasn't until he was actually had to start the boating test that it hit him 
Yeah. It's like, it's okay to have anxiety. You just need to know how to manage it and Mm -hmm. like acknowledge it. And that's the thing. It's like, you're going to get stuck in situations where you do have anxiety. Um, But that's okay. We all have anxiety. I definitely think that was a big thing for me. And it's something that I try to do, especially when I'm, I'm working is, is trying to be calm in stressful situations. Um, Especially in, in TV or film or in any situation, but in my particular situation, I would find myself, you know, in a newsroom and, you know, we're about to go live at a certain point and then everyone's freaking out because something doesn't work. And all the energy that I saw people, you know, stressing out and freaking out about certain things, it, for me, it's never served me well. No, it's all negative. There are definitely times where I let it get to me or like things do overwhelm me in that way. But honestly, if you take take a moment, even if it's a short moment to like, level yourself out and like check in on what you actually have to do you can you can usually navigate those moments yeah 100 percent. like there was the same thing when like when i went on tour back in like winter time like you walk in like it's stressful you're just like going from place to place every day and you walk mm-hmm. into a new venue and you're like i don't i don't really know what's going to happen you know and that's a lot that's a lot of like stress and anxiety but you just like like I can get this done. It's gonna happen. Any work situation, that you just sit down and be like, "I'm gonna get this done. It's gonna mm-hmm. happen. I'll be fine." Like, it's a good way to like ground yourself. Like Josh was talking about, you know, the underwear, and having like little rituals like that. I know some people before they go on a plane, they always do this like a certain thing. Like I know other people who, you know, before they go on air, they, you know, some people meditate and before they do like shows or different things like that. So find something that. I think it's good to have a ritual that kind of zeroes you out before a situation. Yeah, 100%. And also, like, if you are experiencing, like, difficult times or you're having trouble with something with anxiety, like, and that's what we see here. Like, he re- if he would have reached out, like, he reached out to Patrick or Patrick reached out to him and it did help him in the end. I mean, even though the whole cheating thing happened, but Patrick was there to help him, like, manage it, which is important. Like, rely on those friends. And, like, I understand it's played for gags that SpongeBob doesn't know how to drive a boat. With this, SpongeBob has the skill set. And it happens a lot that I see is people have the skill set to do what they want to do. But sometimes, one, they need to reach out, like, with Patrick. Or they just need to, you know, kind of, like, adjust how they react to the situation. SpongeBob yeah. knows all this stuff. He's taken the, He's been to boating school, you know, a lot of times. He's and... just being his own worst enemy. He gets in his own head. Exactly. He's yeah. he's overthinking it, which yep. we all suffer from sometimes. Yeah. I think that's why I like this this half of the episode a lot better than the first half because the first half again like the lessons weren't as strong, I feel, but the second half definitely I think has more of a it's like relatable. It's a lot more relatable. Yeah, uh, definitely a lot more relatable. Yeah. One thing Josh I also want to call attention to is the the my leg, but I just found that recently and I've been meaning to talk to you about this that Nickelodeon just did a special with the newest, or like one of the newer episodes, where it's literally all about that guy. Fred like is his Fred actual the name. Fi- yeah, Fred yeah. the Fish, and how his his day goes, I guess. <laughs> and I've been thinking, I was like, should we start watching the newer ones to have like a frame of reference? Because it's gonna be a while till we catch up to those. Mm-hmm. But. Mm. I don't know, because I've been tempted. I've been yeah. seeing a lot of memes on, on Twitter. Well, if, not memes, but like 
a lot of references, references to the new ones. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a good question. I think. What do you? That's a good question for the audience to actually interact with us with. Um, yeah. Let us know what you think. If you think it'd be worthwhile for us to be like exploring the new content too and see how it references this, like, be happy to do it. Yeah, we'll 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 bite the bullet for you, and then maybe when we 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 can weigh in and be like, hey, like these newer episodes, yeah, not so hot, or we could be like, you know, very underrated. Yeah, yeah. I've heard I've heard mixed things about the new ones. Yeah, and it's like. I don't know. I just I saw an article like from the New York Times like online the other day. It was like literally like before the Tony's um, Tony or Tony nominated musical SpongeBob took culture by storm. Blah blah blah. Like talking mm-hmm. about the memes and everything and how socially like how relevant it has become. Mm-hmm. So it's like I think a lot of that has to do with some of the newer content too. Because like I said, like you see that in the memes, you see that in the references. So mm-hmm. might be worth exploring again. Let us know what you think. Exactly. Going back to the episode, though, Mrs. Puff is one hardcore bad because <laughs> she went to the hospital after being in a car accident, went back to work straight off the ambulance. Got right back in that car. Right, Got right back in that car. Ate a whole... A- no, this is the scary part. Ate an entire apple, core and all. You know how much f***ing fiber that is? That's too much. I'm sure that's actually healthy, it? but it's scary. It was impressive. Have you imagine? Imagine you're sitting. Flashback to high school because that's where a lot of us. I know a lot of New Yorkers. They don't learn to drive until later. But flashback to high school. You're sitting in in your in your car, and your instructor gets in, or your, the test taker gets in, and just boom, eats an entire fucking apple, core Drawing and all, hinge. and just like, like let's get it. Unless yeah. one bite, basically swallows an apple whole. It's like nope, let's go. Nope. After they got off an Actual ambulance, lizard people, <laughs> exactly, and then boom, right back, right back in the boat. Yeah, she's stressed out about it, but she has every right to be. Mm-hmm. And you can make the argument that Mrs. Puff isn't a great teacher because she can't teach SpongeBob, or even at the end, she's like, you know, just go to the finish line. I don't care if you're cheating; just do it. Like I don't mm-hmm. like it's fine. But I think she is like a really good teacher. Like she's putting all this time and effort. She hasn't told SpongeBob to go fuck off. She, like, is willing to give him the time of day to, like, I don't know, at least try. Honestly, though, if uh, SpongeBob is paying for these lessons, which I'm I guess assuming he is, yeah. he, he might be the only reason that her, her boating school's But float. at what like, <laughs> That's true. Like, <laughs> he's, he's there. Consistent revenue. The Krusty which... Krab is, by extension, just keeping Mrs. Puff Boating School alive. Alive. Like, he... I mean, from a business standpoint, it's it would be dumb for him to graduate. I mean, from a personal standpoint, he, she definitely wants him gone. But, you know, consistent clients, you need them. It's true. I mean, she is probably the only boating school in Bikini Bottom, though. But how big is the population? Can't be that. They can't be that huge. Well, they yeah. We'll do. We'll explore that. Figure that out. Anything else, Josh? That we that we want to touch on? Cheaters don't prosper. That's pretty clear. It's like. Yeah, I uh, touching on that. Stick to your morals, even if the if if your goal is in sight. Yeah, you know it's it's kind of hard. I have a hard time with it sometimes. Where, you know, it's not necessarily a cheating thing, but you're like, okay, my goal is this, but the way to my goal requires me to, you know, you know, stray from my morals. Yeah, compromise yourself a little yeah. bit. You do, and like sometimes that's necessary, but other times, like maybe you should be. 
aware of it. Yeah. You just be aware keep of your, it. and Keep then... yourself grounded. Like exactly. in any situation, make sure that you're doing something that feels right to you. Mm-hmm. Because in the end, like you're the one that lives with yourself. You know, we all like, I don't know, sad note, but like we all like die alone or whatever. But it's like it's our own life that we reflect <laughs> on. <laughs> we so, all die alone. Womp, womp, womp. But it's true. Like you do. And like you have to like be able to live with the choices you make. So if you make those choices and you feel good about it, that's that's important. It shouldn't be like, oh, I had to compromise or I had to do this unsavory thing to get what I wanted. It's not worth the mm-hmm. regret. And it, and for SpongeBob, it wasn't worth the regret. He had a whole panic attack about it. He did. Basically, uh, just you know, overwhelmed with the fact that he could be a cheater. And like, I don't think Patrick was even thought it was cheating either. I think he just thought of it as like, hey, my buddy needs help, and I'm gonna help him out. Yeah. All right, Josh, I think that's it for Act 2. Let's uh, let's go to the big lesson. So what I got is just confront your issues. And you see that in both episodes. If SpongeBob and Patrick would have confronted each other and been honest with each other, like gone to each other and been like, hey, like what you said was really uncool or just like had a conversation about it, like that whole debacle of them trying to make each other jealous wouldn't have happened. And if Squidward just would have confronted them and been like, hey, like please stop making all this noise. I'm trying to enjoy my souffle. Wouldn't have choked on that fork. Um, and then again, like in the second episode is just like confronting your anxiety, like Mm -hmm. SpongeBob would have done that to begin with, or if he finds, finds a way to cope with it, then maybe he'd be able to actually pass that bony exam eventually, but it's okay to like confronting conflict and anything in life can be scary and hard, but sometimes isn't it super necessary to move forward and do stuff. I really like that lesson for me. I see where that's coming from, but the lesson I got was more about the friendship between SpongeBob and Patrick. That's the only thing I saw in common between both of them. I do think the confronting thing is a huge factor in in it, but it really for me the at its core, it's SpongeBob and Patrick, their first like fight that we see and understanding that at, in a friendship you're going to have conflict and you're going to have that goes that hits the fan. And then just again being a good friend I think with SpongeBob doing the boating school thing, Patrick was there for him in that moment too. And so it's, for me, the things that connected it together was literally their friendship and how to navigate, you know, difficult times for your friendship where one friend is having a hard time and then the other friend is, you know, you know, maybe you're not getting along with your friend. That's the thing. I think that's the thing, like, that's the amazing thing about this, and that's why we're doing it. It's like it opens discussion, and like you, every someone gets everyone gets a little something different out of the lessons. SpongeBob does have a problem with confrontation, not in a literal sense, like because we definitely have you know that guy who talked to him at the boating school. Like he handles that like a like a champ. People yeah. call him out. They, you know, talk. He, he brushes does it, it off. Yeah, brushes it off. But his his conflicts very internal. It's very I don't want to confront the fact that I might not be as good as someone else is at boating yep. even though I put in the legwork. He obviously put in the legwork. I mean, he knew the entire test front frontwards and backwards. And he's dedicated frontwards. like he's he coming back to the frontward backwards. But <laughs> Forward and backwards. That's yeah. the word. There we go. And he comes he keeps coming back to it like he fails over and over again, but he keeps coming back to it. So that that part is kind of like it is kind of admirable. It is pretty admirable, but for me, like I said, the root for this episode was the friendship because I don't think SpongeBob would have hit up 
the boating school the next day as easily had Patrick not been there to cheer him up. Also, Patrick, why are you in people's homes without them knowing? That's a whole, like, that's a thing I forgot to cover in the episode. But he's just like, yeah, why is he in his home? He was, like, in his pants, eating his food, Again, reading his, his diary. His thick thighs inside SpongeBob's square pants, which <laughs> I don't know what kind of relationship they have as far as sharing clothing. I, I think you should ask at least. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. But, right. no, I definitely think the the root is SpongeBob and Patrick's friendship in the, in this episode. For me, at least, that was the big lesson was navigating that those friend obstacles, which is, you know, my friend has a really hard time doing something that is obviously pretty simple for Patrick. Again, we don't know if he actually can drive a boat, but he definitely can coach someone, coach someone to drive to. a boat. Yeah. <laughs> like, those who can't do teach, I guess. The other way around, where it's just like we we had a conflict with each other, and honestly, it's their friendship that fixes it. Like they both get, they both get the giggles, like you know about being all bloated burping, and, and burping, bubbles. burping up, yeah. burping up bubbles. I mean, it's a little bit gross, but again, it's their friendship. The friendship is what glues them goofy, together. Yeah, that groupy relationship they have. So that's it for this episode. Thank um, you for listening. Yes, thank you for listening uh, again. We cannot stress enough how much we enjoy that we have listeners. We're just right now. I'm literally sitting in a closet, skyping Josh, or actually Google Hangouts with Josh, and he's in an RV in some undisclosed location, in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Otherwise, it would just be us two talking to each other, which I mean, again, we're cool with. It's fine. But if you can reach out, share with your friends, share with the public. Not just your friends. Share with your enemies, like we said before. We definitely want more people to listen and more people to participate. We we want it to feel like a conversation between all of us as a community. Because that's what SpongeBob is. He, he's he's very friendly, and we want to be fr- very friendly. We want everyone else to feel comfortable. We're just the start of the line here. Like We're just opening up the dialogue. It'd be great to like have you guys join in, too. And yeah. no matter what it is, just text us if you had an idea or like message us. We ask. Josh and I have a bunch of ideas, but honestly, they really require they require participation because yep. as much as we love screaming out into the void, <laughs> it's really nice when the void screams back. It's true. Makes me feel a lot less lonely. <laughs> <laughs> the gang's all here. <laughs> but yeah, reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook. Um, I'm going to be posting an Instagram. I'll probably be promoting that this one this time around. Um, anywhere else you think you can find us, comment on anything, but comment especially on iTunes. Rate us on iTunes. We'd like to know that there are people out there listening, and we'd like to know that they can participate and help influence the podcast. So that sums it up for this episode, and in the wise words of Mrs. Puff. Wise SpongeBob. Why? Why? My leg! My leg!